0: Welcome into a special edition of the Rattle Podcast. Here in this episode, we are joined by the one and only Jody Jackson. She is a sideline reporter for Fox Sports Arizona and honestly, uh, just uh, just kind of an Arizona sports icon uh, at this point, just based on how many, how many great moments of Arizona sports history are associated with her and her work. Uh, so Jody, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate your time.
1: Jesse, thanks for having me. And yes, we do go back, of course, to your Kickcaster days. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's funny when you you know that's very sweet of you, Icon, and all. That. I mean, I I always say I came here at a great time too in the state of Arizona when, um, of course, I came here and the D-backs won the World Series the next year. Mm. Um, took the car, you know, the Cardinals going to the Super Bowl, and just the growth of of the sports landscape here. So. I feel fortunate for that. Um, But uh, we're just excited to get some baseball back on the field. And hopefully that's going to be
0: happening soon absolutely absolutely well i feel the same way as a, as a diamondbacks podcast as i was just saying it's it's been a been a bit of a dry few months here trying to find things to talk about but it is good to have baseball uh back on tap back in the future here just a few weeks away from opening day theoretically uh but before we before we jump into all of that jody i'm just curious from your standpoint as someone who is so used to being you know, in sports, working in sports, interviewing players on a day-to-day basis. What is the last, you know, three or four months been like for you when all of that just very suddenly was taken away?
1: Yeah, Jesse, it's really been kind of revealing to me. And it's, it's funny how I try to live in the moment, so I haven't reflected a ton. But um, my life, what I did realize, just being home a lot, and it's been kind of a silver lining for me, being able to be near my family and my kids. But I realized very quickly that for the last 25 years, and I'm going back to my radio day, I'm going back to when I got out of college, but I've been covering sporting events. And I've been <laughs> gone at night. I've, I haven't had the ability to make a plan to um, go do something in the evening very often. <laughs> and, and I still can't cause it's a pandemic, but I mean, even something like walk, you know, taking my kids to their, um, to their practices or walking the dog, you know, I'm like, wow, I just, it got revealed to me that when the sun goes down, you can walk your dog. It's cool enough now in Arizona, you know, <laughs>
0: you,
1: you have to wait till the sun goes down, but like, it's just been so weird. Like it has been, it's interesting you ask me that because it's more than just the simple fact of, well, I've always covered sports and now I'm not it's kind of been a a life changing revelation of what my life was and what it is now. And, uh, neither one is really normal, but I'm certainly not complaining. I think what, what I've realized is my family, you know, while it's been great to be here, you know, they do a great job. My husband, everybody, you know, everybody functions really well and my kids being teenagers now, um, you know, it's not like they like having me here. Um, it's not like I'm the glue that keeps everyone together. I think they <laughs> see what I do and that's kind of cool that we get to share some moments together. They used to come to, you know, some road games here and there. They would come to, you know, when the San Diego or LA or even, um, a, a memory popped up of 2015 when we rare d appearance in Seattle and gosh, that was such a great trip. Um, uh, my kids mm. and my husband, um, you know, kind of, they just pop in and, you know, I can't spend a ton of time with them because of the games, but yeah, you know, so there's been a lot of like reflection and, and looking at my life and how much of it has been, you know, being at a game. And I, and I miss it though. You know, I mean, I love my family and I'll still spend time with them, but I really miss being at the ballpark, um, you know, a lot of the time and, and it, it's sort of that rhythm of your life that now has been interrupted and all of the people, all the players, and the coaches and just, Um, especially baseball because the other sports have a rhythm, but it's not every day and it's not a complete lifestyle, Um, Mm. especially all the years I covered a lot of football and I still do home games for the Cardinals. But, you know, the game day is such a different deal. And with baseball it's every day and and those people become your family the people at the stadium. um, Even when I go to visiting stadiums, like Mm. when New York was getting hit hard by coronavirus, I actually, thought a lot about some of the older people that work at, um, city field that I would see every year when I would go there. And it sounds horrible to say, but hoping that they're still there next year when I go, you know, I mean, Hmm. um, because we were hearing about the elderly population in places like Queens and Brooklyn and, you know, and so, I mean, all of this things cross your mind because you really enjoy seeing the people that you see at the ballpark all the time. And so that was a a loaded answer for you. I know, but, uh, (laughs) It has been really uh, eye opening to see the change in my life, I guess
0: you could say. Hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm curious. I mean, we have this this plan in place for Major League Baseball 60 games. It's going to be a a bizarre season, Jody, unlike anything that that we have ever seen and, and even you've probably ever seen even as in as many years as you've been doing this for. Uh, I'm curious. Do you how how confident are you that given, you know, the coronavirus still kind of uh, running its course throughout the U.S. and especially here in Arizona. How confident would you say you are that this plan will be able to come uh, through fruition, that there isn't going to be, you know, any pauses or, or any issues with playing this season as it's currently laid out?
1: Well, Jesse, that's a great question. That's a magic question. And I have reflected on this a lot. I've thought a lot about how I've seen a lot of people in just people that I, um, they're not necessarily friends, but just acquaintances or people that um, have come out and said, you know, I don't know how I got this. I, people that have said they've gotten it, but they don't know how they were wearing masks. They were staying home as much as they could. And you're thinking, okay, either they're not really revealing some risky behavior and they didn't, you know, they're not realizing that and they're, and or they're really just truly getting it, like at the grocery store, or you know the places that we're all kind of having to go. That you go and you wear your mask and and you hope you don't you don't get it. And uh, so I guess what I'm getting at, and I'm taking it big picture before I get small and into the athlete portion, is that if you if you do the intake and you so the Diamondbacks, for example, like Hazen said, we've had a couple of guys, so a couple of guys on the 40 man testing positive. Mm-hmm. um can't say who they are but I'm sure if you would go to the workouts you could kind of by elimination figure out who's not there or you know who's not going to be there for the next 10 days or two weeks or whatever it is and so if you if you vet it out if you've taken out those that are infected and then you have a, a, a quarantine group but you, they're not quarantined because they are going to go home and they are going to go and, and sort of live life but you're telling them and I asked my case in this last week I said how how do you handle that with them? You know, how do you stress just the need to be careful and be not engaging in any high risk behavior, which I think we all are learning. Everybody has a different view of what's high risk. Like I haven't been into a restaurant to sit down. I've got takeout. I've, uh, one restaurant we went in and we ordered and then we got it and we sat on, um, far away from anyone else outside, hmm. you know, but like So that's for me, I feel, I feel like I don't really need to go sit in the restaurant. I could still patronize the restaurant. I could still order the food and get it and just leave. Um, but a lot of people are going to restaurants, and they don't feel like that's high risk. Sure. I guess what I'm wondering is for baseball players, and hopefully their, their coaches and, and their front offices are going to hammer home, if you want to play a <laughs> sport, um, you're going to have to be really careful, I think. you know Because, again, I, that's the mystery is you see people that don't know how they got it. And whether they're being honest or not, we don't know. But if it's if it's as contagious as we think it is, I think the answer lies somewhere in there is that can guys stay out of, out of harm's way with this. Now, I've seen people in the business, I've seen other media members say they see it not continuing, not being able to get off the ground or not being able to finish the season. I feel like they should be able to get it off the ground. And part of that is wishful thinking, because I really want to get back to covering <laughs> the games and doing... Doing the pre-post game shows, um, which we, we will be doing on Fox Sports Arizona, um, in a very in a different way, I'm sure in some ways, and not from the road and things like that. But uh, so I think it will get off the ground. I'm hopeful about that. And then as it continues, as as the guys are traveling and it gets a little diceier, and I just I don't know. I, I hope that no teams because what's going to happen is if if a team uh, I I bet you there will be teams that stay away from it, and maybe I'm. Maybe we'll look back, and Jesse will say, "Oh my gosh, look at how naive Jody was. She didn't." But (laughs) I. But the question is, is it if it's if it's a couple of teams, how is that going to disrupt the whole operation? And we know that 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 would do that. Yeah. So, I think the answer is a big fat I don't know, Uh, (laughs) because I don't really understand. I've read I've read so much, just like most of us common non-medical people and you try to understand how to stay out of harm's way with it, how to not spread it. And yet I don't think it's still really known. It's obvious it's pretty contagious. Um, but they're going to do all that they can. I think it really takes every single person acting like everyone potentially has it. And you just have to walk around on this earth that way. Mm. And that's hard for most people, hard for everyone. Um, but So my answer is I'm hopeful that we'll see gains and then we'll just hopefully they'll be able to continue and nothing nothing will happen as far as an outbreak.
0: Yeah, well, well, we'll we'll stick with the with the wishful thinking for the sake of argument here. I, I like that line of thinking. I'm sure, for sure. you're
1: hoping for the same, also. Yeah, for, absolutely,
0: for absolutely. Yes, we are. Um, Jody, I've I've heard a lot about the TV broadcasting experience, um, particularly from Steve perfume who I've heard do uh, I think a couple interviews over at Arizona Sports 98.7 FM, and him just talking about the challenges of broadcasting. He mentioned uh, one thing that really stuck out to me that the Uh, TV broadcasters will not be traveling on the road, they'll stay home. And they'll also have to use the feed of the road team, which I thought was was really interesting, because obviously a a huge part of putting together a TV broadcast is kind of getting all of your own angles for your own team and and kind of trying to, to tell your own story throughout the game. And it sounds like that is in some way being taken away. I'm, I'm curious from your standpoint, Jody, as as a sideline reporter, you know, Steve and, Steve and Bob are certainly going to have their challenges as well. But this has got to be difficult for you. I mean, your job is to you know be down on the field, close to players and interviewing them and uh, you know, when they have a jug of water poured down on them, you would probably get a little bit of that yourself. And, and suddenly, so many of those things are are, are seemingly being taken away. What, what have you heard so far about how Fox Sports Arizona is planning to, to pull off uh, this very ambitious task of televising these games?
1: Well, that is another great question. And the thing is, we haven't been told a lot yet because I think a lot of that is still being formulated. Um, I I, I think a lot of it I've assumed. Um, I I assume I will not be anywhere near the players. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I assume, you know, the the good news for me is that, you know, uh, and as you know, Jesse from watching the broadcast is that even though on the road, you know, Todd and I are down by the dugout and we are down there, um, doing sideline reports at the, at the visiting stadiums. And then we do an on-field interview, but at home we are really, um, either in the press box or out on the set. And, uh, if we're reporting, we, we can do it remotely, like not by the dugout. Um, it's kind of changed over the years. We can do it. We've done it by the dugout. And then there's other times we have told stories, um, along with Mark Grace and Brandon Webb um, during the broadcast with the guys, just from wherever location that we are. So um, again, we haven't had it all completely mapped out, but there's a lot that I assume, which is that, yes, um, I'm not going to be down there. I am going to miss that. But, you know, again, um, is it going to come back next year? Is it going to come back the year after? I mean, I would hope once we get this virus under control, that many of the, really cool aspects of the broadcast that we've sort of you know and it's funny because you know we always try to come up with new and, and different ways to cover the team and creative ways and a lot of that is like location and things and we we kind of really we i'm so lucky to work with a group that we really um dive into that every year and come up with new things and we were doing that in march we were doing that in february and now it's kind of like well josh we just want to cover the team you know we just <laughs> you're it's necessitated to just go back to like 101 of of covering a team which is Hmm. be able to ask questions somewhere, you know on a zoom call or whatever it is so it's going to be weird it's going to be different but like everything in life right now it's just figuring out the way to do the most basic things and for us it's going to be asking the questions of what happened in the game and you know and doing that via um the means that the media um, relations department is able to do that, which I believe is going to be zoom calls or something. And it's mm. kind of still in I'm not really an expert on this. I actually had a couple conversations the last few days with people at work, but I think there, you know, there are people that are really working hard on this probably since March, to be honest. Um, and they haven't just, they just haven't divulged it all to us, you know, officially. Mm. Um, but I know we're going to have the games, uh, I know Stephen Bob are going to call them. I know Todd and I are going to be doing pre and post game shows with Mark Grace and Brandon Webb um, and how that all gets done, <laughs> you know, and I know we're going to be in, a, in an area, my understanding is, you know, away from the players and that sort of staff that is on the low, uh, the low level of the stadium there, meaning the field level. And I don't, I think it's, you know, I think that's smart too, right? Because, you know, we, you you have to kind of have the minimum amount of people that um that can be in a space right so sure. if, if we can do our drop from other places then we're going to do it um i think no one knows the answer to it. i think once we see the broadcast it's going to be really a learning experience of how it feels how it sounds it's going to sound so different it's going to look different there with you know no fans and and all of that. But we're really hopeful that, and and I know so many people that I've just heard in my small sampling of, you know, friends on social media fans, um, which I guess fans aren't really a small sampling, but people miss it. People want to see the games. They want to see the players play. And we just have to go without some of the other things right now. And, you know, people want to be in the building watching, but that can't happen. And we just have to Hmm. um, go with what we can do. And uh, you're, you're right. There's a lot, It is ambitious um, because our crew, uh, also in the truck, how that's going to work, I don't really know. Um, Again, (laughs) something that people are really working diligently because safety is number one. And I know they're going to do everything they can to keep our crew safe and still put on um, a broadcast. And I think those are the things that are all going to be determined in the next couple of
0: weeks. Last question here for you, Jody. I know you tweeted about this just a few days ago. I thought it was funny. Um, June 25th, back on two, back in 2010. Uh, was, of course, the day of Edwin Jackson's pretty bizarre no-hitter against the Tampa Bay Rays. I know you were there. Uh, you interviewed him after the fact. It, it was a, a really strange no-hitter. He threw almost 150 pitches. I believe he had more walks than strikeouts. Not exactly your uh, your prototypical no-hitter, but nonetheless, it, it went in the record books as, as that. And and I'm curious, just what, what were your uh, recollections of that day and, and your experience interviewing him after that happened?
1: Yeah, it was a really weird day and I was pretty new to covering the team on the road. I had only had been doing it a short time and um you know, I'm I'm there just figuring all of that out and then I'm kind of in the middle of the game and I'm like, Oh he's got no hits, but he's wild, you know, he's just and you don't you don't know whether to be like, Okay, this is really cool or gosh, take him out. Um, and I know AJ Hinch really struggled, I think internally over that. And any player wants to finish a no hitter, but for Edwin Jackson, only he probably really knows what it was like after throwing 149 pitches. A lot of people <laughs> say that affected him down the road. And hmm. so it's at the end of the day, I mean, I'm standing there and I'm thinking, okay, here we are at Tropicana field and he's throwing a no hitter and this season's not going very well. the d-backs but you know you have to celebrate it it's an accomplishment it's in the history books it's it's a no-hitter and it was fun (laughs) and it was it was uh the celebration i remember sending my cameraman they wouldn't let me in but i sent the cameraman in there to get the video of everyone's brain in with champagne and all that so that was a cool shot that i actually haven't been able to find on the internet but i would love to see it again and so, yeah, I mean, it was it was a neat moment for him, but I know there was a little bit of just, uh, I don't want to say like a dark cloud over it, but just with, you know, I know AJ struggled. I think what's, you know, what to do. And I know in hindsight, a lot of people have said,
0: hmm.
1: well, I wouldn't have let him go continue. And it shows you how in, in 10 years in the game, I think the game has changed to the point that I think a lot of people wouldn't have let him continue. Yeah, um, Not saying AJ did the wrong thing, but it's that's, I know now t- looking 10 years later that, um, there are man- I mean, a lot of managers would have taken him out of the game, but, um, you know, it was, uh, it, it was wacky and wild. And, uh, I know he was excited to anytime you can, if you can, you know, as you have a career and you can accomplish that, um, you want to do that and you want to be able to lift up your team in a special moment. And he did that. And so I'll never forget it. It was, it was a fun night. And, uh, but definitely a crazy thing. And I never got to talk to Edwin about it. Actually in spring, I was still pretty knee deep in hockey coverage. And mm. I was about to get really revved up on March. Uh, what was it? 11th or 12th. Uh, yeah. on getting out. To <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then we know what happened. So, um, and now Edwin, uh yeah, he's not with the D backs currently, but yeah, it was a crazy one. You remember that? I'm, I'm sure the D backs fan, you remember seeing that.
0: Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. I was an avid watcher back in 2010. So that was that was a big I think it was actually on my brother's birthday. uh, Because yeah, June 25th is my brother's birthday. And we got home that night after celebrating or something. And and we realized that Edwin Jackson had thrown a no hitter. And, you know, you look at the stats, and it's like, Oh, my, he had seven walks after three innings. But, you know, baseball's a baseball's a crazy sport that way. and, And things can certainly change in a hurry. It totally is. It's just another example of uh, what a crazy game it is. Another funny thing is, if you,
1: if you hear the calls in that game, it was Luis Gonzalez. So we kind of joked with Mark Grace. Uh, Gonzo was filling in for Mark Grace. <laughs> and um, I'm like, oh, yeah, great. Do you remember that no-hitter you, you
0: missed? Yeah. He's like, oh,
1: yeah, Gonzo Gonza was on that one. So it's a random trivia moment
0: yeah <laughs> fun memories for sure well jody this has been a lot of fun having you on uh we really appreciate your time today and we wish you all the best here in a few weeks as we hopefully have some baseball to talk about
1: yeah thanks jesse i know you're looking forward to it as well and we can't wait to have the games back on Fox Sports arizona so um I, we're certainly glad to see baseball coming back